We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Thursday, October 27th, and there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on today. Got NBA tonight, four game slate. Got NFL showdown, right? The Ravens and the Buccaneers. Got MMA coming up, coming up on uh, Saturday. Small, small card, 11 fights. Soccer, EPL soccer in the morning, right? We've got, we got a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, and to, 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 to help me along, you give me those tummy thumbs. In the chat, I see you guys in the chat. Wataz, Doug Montgomery, Suki Singh, Mr. Richard, Adam Meisen, or Miezen, or whatever, however you pronounce that. Pierre Dota, Devin's in the chat, right? With the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Sports Advice. He's there. He's giving the thummy thumbs, right? Can we give our own thummy thumbs to each other? I have no idea. But what do you want to talk about? We have all this all this stuff going on. It's up to you. It's up to you. Last night was horrible. Last night was awful. Right? Last night, uh, I I get Trey Jones and Jakob Pertle points, like, and it like moves like by three. And I still lose. And I still lose. Right, I got, I got, I got the best number, and it still wasn't good enough. And then DeRozan doesn't feel like scoring any points, so did not have a good day yesterday when it comes to came to prize picks. Uh, and same for DFS as well, right? Uh, Jared Vanderbilt fa- fouls out, so there goes that, right? And then uh, you basically needed some, you needed some weird people to win. I mean, like guys that were like one percent. I mean, we, I don't think we have it all updated in uh, results DB yet. I think the late games aren't in here. But uh, yeah, Giannis was there. Okay, okay, Jokic is there. Oh, okay. So we do have the late games point wise, but we don't have the exp- okay. So we have the points, but we don't have them in the actual lineups until they update it. So yeah, so like Tyrese Maxey at one percent or uh, Brunson at six percent. Okay, six percent. I get it. But like, like the winning lineup was. Like someone from the future, I guess. 
I mean, yeah, Richardson, sure, I get it. Richardson, chalk, that that's fine. I, I played Richardson in all five of my lineups. Uh, Giannis, understand completely, right? And then it's just like 1% on Tyrese Maxey, 1% on Malik Beasley, 4% Mobley, 6% Brunson, 1% Portis, and then Jakob Pertl with some raw points or whatever. Well, there you go. There's $100,000 for Paver J yesterday. Uh, I, I play, I'm, I'm playing mostly not the, I mean, I do throw in my lineups in the large field contest, but I'm building them more for, you know, the, the smaller field stuff, the 250, right? Four max or the 203 max, the $100 showtime, the $40 mid range jump, you know, those types of contests <coughs> doesn't mean they can't win these. Uh, but, uh, but they're a little bit, a little bit chalkier, right? If you take a look at like one of my lineups. I think this is my best lineup yesterday. Of course, the points aren't updated for the for the the, the late. Like you see, I only have four people in here, right? Because it's not updated for the for the late play. Like LeBron and Jokic, I I had Jokic in in three out of five of my lineups. Uh, but yeah, so I had Trey Jones, Josh Richardson, Gordon Hayward, Bojan, Siakam, Green, Keldon, Markkinen, right? So I like got different like. To me, this is this is a this is a more more of a smaller field. I mean, you could you could win a large field with this. I mean, with this this ownership, but just in the in the smaller field, you're not going to get as much ownership on like Siakam and Jalen Green was only like about ten percent owned, right? You still play Richards, you still play the Spurs backcourt, right? You play Keldon Johns, right? You play three Spurs in your lineup, you get all the production there. You hope to get all the production there. Then instead of everyone's playing like Pirtle or they're playing. Playing Giannis or Vanderbilt or Olenek or something like that. And it's like, okay, I'm going to pay up a little. I'm going to play Pascal Siakam, right? Then I'm going to correlate Green and Marketing in the same game, right? I thought Marketing wouldn't be. I I knew he would be owned, but uh, I was a little off on his ownership. I thought it would be lower than that. Uh, and then uh, you fill it out with just, you know, Ivy's at, Ivy got ruled out, right? Like 25 minutes before lock. And a lot of people went to Corey Joseph, which was, I guess, okay. But I'm like, I think it just opens up more shooting opportunities. And Bojan's projection just went up. So there you go. He fit. I didn't choose him. I just ended up in the lineup, right? Because I just, I, I just, I go through and I build, you know, 20 lineups and choose, you know, choose five of them. I go, okay, do I want, I want a little of that guy? Okay, that's a good one. I look, I look at the projection versus ownership, and I go, okay, I give up three points of projection. For that ownership, and it has Bogdanovich in it. Okay, looks pretty good. Okay, choose that one, and then I choose choose the next one. Choose I chose five of them, and there you go. So this this was my best one. It didn't. I mean, I didn't make I didn't make money yesterday, but that that's that was it. I mean, some of them don't have other players in it. Like yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm going to lose when I only have four guys in my lineup, right? Because the other four people are from from the. Uh, the Nuggets Lakers game that it's not in it's not a results DB yet because right? I was playing a lot of like LeBron I was playing like LeBron or Beverly plus Jokic or Caldwell Pope who got injured instead of Bruce Brown right and Bruce Brown did well right all the all the guys that I was on didn't do as well as the guys that that I purposely didn't play did like do I do I really want to play chalk for Bruce Brown but I don't need to I didn't oh, okay. So what do you want to talk about? It's up to you, YouTube chat. This will be a very short show if, you, if, you, if you're not going to chime in. If you're not going to chime in, I don't know what else to talk about, right? Because we got Showdown. We got the main slate of NFL, 
We could talk about that. Because remember, tomorrow we're just doing MMA. So don't worry about MMA until tomorrow. The main slate uh, on DraftKings. Is everyone comfortable playing Sam Ellinger tomorrow uh, on Sunday? If you're playing cash games. Because uh, Matt Ryan's not starting and we have a 4K quarterback. That had, had that that does run the ball. That's a more of a rut that, that could, you know, have some rushing yards. So you're is everyone ready for the Sam Ellinger experience? Are you ready? Is that gonna happen? Can you pair him up with that? I mean, I from a GPP perspective, I don't even know if you need to even play him at all. But from a cash game, it's like it's hard to it's hard to pass up on a 4K quarterback that isn't like horrible horrible and may have you know 30 or 40 yards rushing you get that nice floor there i don't know it could be a, it could be a disaster it could be an absolute disaster because who who would we pair that up with i mean like I, I just don't even know what you'd do let's see indianapolis i mean look at the total of the game it's horrible pair him up with Pittman, alec pierce i mean they don't project all that well I think people will try. I think people will try. But I think he's I think he'll be much more popular in, in like double ups than he will be in like the Millie Maker. Although I still think he'll be like eight percent owned in the Millie Maker, but who knows if he's paired with anyone. Uh did I play any Bucks props on prize picks? Right right now just uh just Evans. I have Evans over. That's it. Pierre says, not in GPP. Does he like Campbell like Ryan did? Who knows? Who knows? That's the point. Who knows? Remember, in, uh, the, the Colts team total is only 21. They're actually favored in this game. The fact that they're playing the, the, uh, the first-time starter and they're still favored against the Commanders, that says a lot. But they're also at home. But I'd much rather play these other I mean, we have other games to choose from. I'd much rather play like Dallas as a 26 supplied total. I mean, look. Atlanta, for crying out loud, has a higher uh, team total than Indianapolis. And they never pass the ball, it seems like. I'm almost willing to take a shot that maybe they do this game. But Miami, Detroit is going to be popular. Arizona, Minnesota should be good. Vegas, uh, New Orleans. Like, I'd much rather play these games. Even the Giants-Seattle game or something like that, depending on, you know, if Metcalf is out. Metcalf is out, then maybe you play like Marquise Goodwin or something. Right? Do we have Metcalf out in the projections? Let's see. No, we probably still have him in because he's he's on he's a, he has a Q tag, right? No, we don't do we we have him out of the projections completely. The blitz does at least. Let's take a look at the Seattle projections. No, it just makes Lockett good, right? All these others are kind of like eh. as of right now, I guess. I thought maybe Goodwin would get a little bit more of a bump. But I guess maybe they just run the ball more with Walker. Maybe that that's what's going on. We got, no, okay. I I, I took out, no, Noah Fan probably gets a bump. Okay, because he was excluded. Okay, there you go. Noah Fan. So we're playing Noah Fant. You play Smith, Lockett, Fant, and you run it back with uh, Barkley? Rondale? Something like that. Much rather do that than, I mean, what do you do in the, the, the Colts game? I mean, who do you run it back? I mean, there's a horrible with Samuel or McLaurin or still, is it the low? It's, I think it's the lowest total game. Let's see. One of, if it's either the lowest or the, or the second lowest, 
right? Washington, Indianapolis. Okay, this is 39 and a half. Yeah, it's the lowest total game because the, the Texans-Titans game, that's that's 40 and a half. I'm counting it up here. The Jets-Patriots is, for, is 40 and a half. So, yeah, yeah, good luck to that. Good luck. The, good luck stacking the – I mean, look, we got the – okay, that's 42 and a half. I mean, some of them – I mean, a lot of low totals except for a couple of games. But even the, the Philadelphia-Pittsburgh game, that that's the 43 and a half. Of course, it's a little bit more lopsided to Philadelphia. But yeah, that's why I think, you know, my I think like the, the top, the top owned stack is going to be Miami. They, they, they have the highest team total, right? 27 and a half. It's going to be Tua, Tua Tyreek. Probably even Tua Tyreek Waddle or something like, you know, say, uh, you could you could probably play you could probably play you know, a tight end or something there. Let's see. Let's take a look at Miami. Right, you could play most. You could play two of Mostert and Hill or something. Maybe even get away with Gazicki or Sherfield if you don't want to spend up and play pay eighty five hundred and sixty seven hundred. Yeah, Miami's gonna Miami's gonna be popular, and then on the Detroit side. It's going to be hard to fit in Amon Ross St. Brown in those types of stacks. I guess you could play Josh Reynolds or, well, it depends on, Amon Ross, I think, is going to play. You play Hawkinson in the tight end spot because tight end sucks this week. You could do something like that, but this is going to be popular. Like, I'd much rather, I, I, I'd much rather prefer, like, the Arizona-Minnesota game or the, or the Vegas-New Orleans game, Right? If Jacobs is going to be popular, you just play, you play, you know, Carr, Adams, Renfro. Or you play Olave on the other side. Maybe you don't play Dalton. A little bit less appealing. I thought maybe that'll be a little bit better. But I like the Arizona. The Arizona, you play, you play Murray, Hopkins, Moore, Hopkins, Ertz. You play Jefferson on the other side. Or you could play, you know, you play uh, Cousins. You always throw in Irv Smith as a cheap tight end. I'm looking more in this Arizona-Minnesota game. Because it's quite possible that Detroit doesn't even put up a fight. Like Miami just gets out to a to a two, three touchdown lead, and then do you think they're do you think the Dolphins are really gonna push it further? I mean, that's it's part of the range of outcomes, obviously. But I'm just expecting Tyreek. I try Tyreek Hill is gonna be very owned. But I think Jefferson's also going to be owned. I mean, and, Hen- and then we also have Henry against the against the, the Texans, paying up at running back. But we have running backs. I mean, well, it's not in the blitz projections now, but I'm assuming that Zeke is not going to play. Which means we get $6,100 Tony Pollard with virtually the, virtually the entire workload of the Cowboys backfield having a 26 total as a nine and a half point home favorite. So expect Pollard to be popular. But the running back position is pretty good this week. The running back position is better than the wide receiver position, truthfully. Yeah, it is. I mean, look at this. At every price point. I mean, you could always play Derrick Henry. You have Josh Jacobs, probably still underpriced at 7,500 based on his workload. You can be a little bit contrarian and play Barkley or a Taylor or a Dalvin Cook or something like that. Probably not playing McCaffrey at 8,700, but I mean, maybe you can. 
who knows what he's going to look like on the 49ers with a full the full workload and a playbook and everything but then at the like the lower level i mean kenneth walker 6500 stevenson 6400 pierce 6300 Mostert 5900 then you can get pollard at, at 6100 Probably playing three of these guys. I mean, you're playing three of these guys in cash. You're probably playing three of these guys in GPPs. So you take a look at the wide receivers. It's like what 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 cheap wide receiver what what wide receiver value do we have on this slate? DJ Moore because that 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 always works out. DJ Moore, DJ Moore chalk at fifty three hundred. Nothing could go wrong. Or you play Drake London and hope that he the hope. Drake London has like a 36% target share. The fact that just on just the fact that they throw the ball 12 times a game. They threw the ball more, he'd be a smash at 5,100, but who knows? We really don't have value at wide at wide receiver. Robert Woods, Curtis Samuel, Wandell Robinson, Hunter Renfro, Rondell Moore at 5,100. Yeah. I mean, I like Olave at 6,000, but I don't consider that like that's not a value position. Would I rather play Olave at 6,000 or one of those running backs? I'd rather play one of those running backs. To me, you know, I, I'm looking at like, how do I fit in Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins into my lineup? Like, you're going to have to play DJ Moore. You're going to have to play someone. I mean, someone cheap. You have to punt a tight end, punt a quarter. You're playing a 4K quarterback. Tight end doesn't matter this week. I mean, really, tight end is garbage this week. Play Noah Fant. Play Punt Down. Who cares? Play Irv Smith. Play Cole Komet for crying out loud. Do whatever you want. Contrarian would be to pay up for like Kittle or Goddard and you're barely paying up. You're in the 5K range. Ertz, something like that. JWH says, for golf DFS, my strategy is to close my eyes and click the screen until I get a lineup. Is this any less plus EV than using an optimizer? For PGA DFS, probably not. <laughs> Have you ever played PGA DFS? You just mash buttons and hope to hope to hope that you you do something. Yeah, obviously there's better there's better processes than that, but I don't know how much better. <laughs> right, be a 156 person field or whatever, just mash the buttons. Spend most of your salary, mash the buttons, and hopefully that's whatever. Uh, T-Max says, could you explain why you don't play Brady overs on prize picks? The Blitz had him over by a fair bit. He's not over by enough. I'll, ex- I'll explain it. Let me, let me go through these, uh, this, these other questions. I'll, I'll explain. I don't think it's over by enough. You could do the, the math. You could do the math, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's over by enough to be, uh, 50, 57.6%. Uh, yeah, JWH is kind of, kind of explaining that in chat. Uh, Doug Montgomery says, uh, could you just play Ellinger naked and correlate the other position? Yeah, you can, you can do that. If Ellinger gets like 20 points, for instance, but doesn't bring anyone with him, like, like Pittman doesn't have a good score. Like, like no one has a GPP winning score, but Ellinger puts up, you know, 220 yards, two touchdowns. 40 rushing, and maybe he rushes for a touchdown. Maybe he puts up 22 points. and But no other quarterback, like no stack really gets there. Like no quarterback really gets there. Maybe the high, maybe the highest, maybe, maybe Jalen Hurts has 28 points. 
but he's also like twice as expensive. Or Tua has 25, but he's 2,000 more expensive. So what you could do, now you're, you're absolutely right, Doug Montgomery. What you could do is build your lineup with a, with a stack. Like build your lineup, like for instance, say I'm going to, I'm going to stack, let's say Las Vegas. Well, so, something uh, with, with more of a pocket passer. Yeah, probably a car. Car seems good, right? So you're gonna st- you're gonna stack Las Vegas, right? Without Jacobs, so you're gonna you're gonna play it like. Well, let's get one with a tight end, right? With New Orleans over there. Okay. So let's say you stack Minnesota. Okay, so let you're gonna go Jefferson. Maybe you take uh, Irv Smith. So normally you'd have Cousins here, right? So you'd be like, okay, normally I'm gonna play Cousins, Jefferson, Smith. And run this back with uh, Hopkins, right? Something like that. Are right, you going to build this type of lineup? But it's like, look, look at how you're how if average remaining salary of forty seven eighty, it's going to be hard to fit this stuff in. So you're going to go down at defense, right? So let's take a look at the defenses. Let's just plug in a cheap defense, really cheap defense. Who's a cheap defense? That's good. The Texans against Tennessee. That's leverage, right? That's leverage over Henry ownership. Okay, that's fine. Let's put the Texans in there, right? Fifty-three twenty-five. Okay, so now you're going to want to play like you want to maybe you want to play Pollard, right? You want to play some of these six K running backs. But then let's put in even though his projection in the blitz hasn't changed with uh, Zeke out, he's doubtful. So the the Cardi will do that. So you put in Pollard there, right? You, you don't have that much salary, right? You, if you're going to try to fit in six, three, you know, 6K running backs, you're going to kind of run out of salary, right? So maybe you put in you put in Walker, Pierce. Well, you're going to put Pierce because you have the Texans defense. Okay, so there, there you go. It's like, how do you fit in two more spots? Well, you do that by taking out Cousins and putting Ellinger in its place. Because let's say Ellinger scores 20 points, but Cousins scores 25, which still carries Jefferson and Smith, but he's 2,200. But Ellinger is five points less, but also 2,200 less. And now you have more money. And now now it's more possible to go shove in, you know, someone like, you know, Kenneth Walker here. Then you have $4,500 for some one-off wide receiver that we could look for. Who could we put? Noah Brown. I don't know. Something like that. Olamide Zacchaeus. You get the point here. Right? You're building the same lineup that you would build, or, you, or maybe you don't play DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe play uh, Rondell Moore in this spot. Find him. Come on. What, 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 tooltips. Get, get the tooltips out of here. Right? So now you have 6,800 for a wide receiver. And take whoever you want. All right, you pay for someone. Jalen Waddle as a one-off. And there you go. So it's the same type of lineup as a Cousins lineup, right? So instead of playing Cousins, we would normally play Cousins right here. Cousins and a $4,700 wide receiver, you pay up for Waddle and you play Ellinger in its place. You can do that. I'm not saying that you can't. 
But those types of lineups, though the instances where those lineups win is that Ellinger needs to put up enough points that the difference between him and most of the other quarterbacks isn't that dramatic. Doesn't have to put up the most points, right? He can put up 18 points. And he may be the seventh highest scoring quarterback. But if the highest scoring quarterback is like 25, 26, something like that, or even if it's Hertz, if it's 28, but Hertz is twice as expensive. Getting 18 points from Ellinger would be more worthwhile and then having the rest of your lineup be the stack to whatever that it would be. But then if, if one of the quarterbacks, if Tua puts up 36 points, you're dead. Right? If if, if Miami does that, if, if Dak, Dak, Dak Lamb Schultz goes off and Dak has 38 points or Hertz has 42 points, like you're dead. And also, you're dead if Ellinger puts up nine points. If like Ellinger is like sitting there with seven and a half points, like you're dead there also. But you can build those lineups. It's absolutely viable. <sighs> Tima, yeah, JWH is explaining the difference between mean and medians. That's the difference. Mean and median differences. The blitz projections that you're looking at are mean projections. Their props are based on medians. 50% of the time, like a 50th percentile is a median, not the mean. Mean and median are two different numbers. Now, in many situations, they're close to each other, right? Especially in more normal distributions. They're, they're going to be closer. They're, they will be closer to each other. But the less normal the distribution gets, the less that the mean and the median are going to look the same. So, for instance, like you say in the chat, that's like the, the what what's Brady's prop on passing yards? 280, okay? The, the easier way to think about this, okay, is let's get, let's get out of the math. I've explained this before. This is why it's very important probably to like just watch the watch the previous shows. Okay? There's nothing that literally there's nothing I've never talked about. And there's probably nothing I've never talked about at least 74 times. Okay? What's the difference between mean and medians and how does that affect the player? Okay? So let's 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 take a let's take a prop like uh like receptions. I mean they don't have they, they don't list they don't list enough of them, right? It's only for tonight's game. What's the difference? Okay, let, let me let me let me put it even better way. What's the difference between Brady's how many events does the okay, let, let me put it this way. How many events does it take for Brady to put up 400 yards? Okay. How many events does it versus put up 300 yards? How much of a difference? How many events is needed for Brady to put up 150 yards? 
How many events are needed for Brady to put up 20 yards? Events, plays, passes, that type of thing. Okay? So in an average game, in an average game, Let's say Brady, on average, or a quarterback in general. We're not saying the outlier situations like Mariota or, you know, Philip Walker, you know, those types of guys. But you can. You could relate it to them. Let's say in an average game, Brady throws 35 times. Okay? If he throws 35 times, and his completion rate is what? Maybe 28, 28 completions for an average of, what, 10 yards? Okay. Seven yards, man, probably even less than that. So on like 30, 35 attempts or so, his, let's say at 35 attempts, maybe he completes only 25 of them. And let's say the average yards per pass is seven. So that's 27 times five. That's 175 yards. Let's just now say that same amount of completions, but now his average passes 12 yards. Well, now, 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 now you're, you're at 300 yards, <laughs> right? 12 times 25 versus seven times 25. Okay. So that difference of five yards, could that could be, that could be one big pass. That could also be a lot of just more mid range passes. But look how wide that range is based on how how what his average pass length is. How many completions he has, how many passes he throws. So if you do a distributional outcome on Tom Brady or on any quarterback, do it for every quarterback at the 280 passing yard level. That the difference between him throwing, if I told you, uh, what's the how how likely is Tom Brady going to throw three hundred and twenty yards or three hundred and thirty yards? Most likely, that probability is not going to be much different. The same occurrence is going to happen between three twenty and three thirty, just that maybe that one extra one the same amount of passes, just one pass happened to be ten yards further or on average. But the situation, as far as the range of outcomes, is about the same. So once you start getting up to the high levels of these props, over 280 and a half is not that much different than over 300 and a half. That is not much different than 320 and a half. It's different, I give you that, but you're not moving as further down on the percentiles or further up on the percentiles as you think you are. Tom Brady, if if this prop was 260, like we see here on the blitz, on the blitz blitz projections, I'll show you. Where's the Brady prop? Where's the Brady? Let me know. Where's passing yards? Okay. Tom Brady three twenty six. If Tom Brady's passing yard prop, right? Okay, so three twenty six to uh, to two eighty is what about forty six yards? Okay. If Tom Brady had a had a passing yard prop of 240 and the blitz had him at 286 I I would I would bet the over same 46 yard difference but I would bet the over if Tom Brady's prop was 360 yards 
And the Blitz had him at 406? I wouldn't. You're not moving that far from going from 360 to 400. You're really not. You, you think you are, but you're not. Yet the difference of like Mariota, like 10 yards means a lot. That you start moving up the percentiles much more with Marcus Mariota, with Philip Walker, with Daniel Jones even, with those types of guys that don't throw the ball much. Getting an extra 10 yards is, is, is a lot. Getting an extra 10. If I told you that the Brady prop was on this was uh, uh, 277.5. Like it do, does it does it change that much? It doesn't. And remember, on prize picks, if this was a regular prop on a regular site, uh, minus 110, go, go, hammer it all you want. But on prize picks, you need to get to like the 58th percentile. So like the blitz projection, if you treat it as a median, it will look like it's enough, but it's not. These projections are not medians. These are mean projections. The median for Tom Brady on the blitz is probably maybe 305, maybe, as a median. Mean 326, because, yeah, because there's some games where he throws for, throws for 400 yards. They're down the whole game, right? And and they, he throws 60 times. And in those games, he is much more likely of throwing 350, 360, a lot of those outcomes. In a closer, in a closer game, he ain't gonna throw. Most likely, he's gonna be throwing under 280 yards. It's not a normal distribution, so you can't treat like, oh, it's a 46 yard difference. I gotta hammer the over. If it was a 46 yard difference on a 200 to a 20 prop, that would be a different story. It's the same thing for rushing, right? We go look look at rushing yard props. And you go, okay, let's take a look at Raheem Mostert, 70 and a half. When you go to rushing, rushing, where's the rushing? Rushing yards, where are you? There you go. Are you yards? We have Mostert. Blitz has Mostert at 71. Okay, so that it's not much different. Let's let's take a look at uh Damien Pierce, 70 and a half. What 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 does the Blitz have him? 85. Okay. How many events does it take for, for Damian Pierce to get 70 yards rushing? Like, most likely, he's getting 20 to 25 carries, right? We don't, we don't care about his passing passing work or anything. But how does a running back get there to 85 yards, 20 to 25 rushing attempts? So what this is saying in prize picks, that if we... Say, let's say we'll we'll split the difference. Let's say twenty-three rush attempts. Well, probably probably in the blitz. So right, we could even look here. Rush attempts for Pierce. They have the blitz has him at eighteen and a half rushing attempts, which means he's getting more per yards per carry. So let's see, eighty-five, eighteen point five. Right, so that's four point six eight yards per carry. But what's his, within his range of outcomes? What an average running back. 20, 20, 25 carries, 24 carries. The difference of 15 yards in this prop is, is a lot. 
If his prop was like 77, yeah, of course you don't take it. That's not enough. 15 yards for, for a running back is a lot. This, this number's probably come up. I'm assuming this number comes up even more. I'm assuming by 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 Sunday, this is like 72 and a half or 73 and a half. I mean, the, the Walker one has already come up. Right, we have Kenny Walker is uh, 80 and a half now. I think that opened at uh, 75, I think. Is it even here? Where did Walker go? Oh, there, 80 and a half. So for running backs, like a 10-yard gap is, is, is substantial enough. Receivers, 15 to 20 yards, that's about enough. But we take a look at like someone like, uh, but once you get to the high and low ends of the range, you need more yardage because it's more or less events. I'm trying to explain it in a non-mathematical way. So Justin Jefferson, right? We have Justin Jefferson here, 90 and a half. The Blitz has him at receiving yards, 115. Like, that's enough. You're good. You're good. You're good for that. 25 yards from there. But let's say let's say it was like 108. You're probably, you're, you, you may be on the line. Probably not. You're probably not good enough for a 58th percentile. You're great when it comes to a minus 110. Like if you're just betting on a just FanDuel sportsbook. But remember, on prize picks, they're fixed parlays. You have to pick two, and you only get paid X amount. The stuff on the high end is always going to be like that. What's the difference between a, a prop of 90 and 95? Not not that. For those types of receivers, not much. They're either going to have a big game or they're not going to have a big game, right? Yeah, the five yards matters, but it just it doesn't move down the percentiles as much as you think. And the same thing on the bottom end, right? There's always these props for like receiving props for like like garbage players. All right, I call it garbage players, but low, you know, Kate Odden. You know, I mean, this one sometimes they've ones that we you know twelve yard props types of things. Like Kadon, 29 and a half. Like if if the Blitz had him at like 37, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the I wouldn't bet this on prize picks. Be like that. Well, percentage-wise, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah, but how many how many how many receptions is Kadon really expected to get? Right? And look, oh look, his his number is even look, his number went up just literally. Why well, I just put him, put him in. People watch, are they watching the show? Is Price been spying on me? So he's now at 33 and a half. Like, what does the Blitz even have Kate on there? I don't even know. I was using him as an example only because he had the lowest amount. And I'm assuming that's the reason why people are hammering it for no reason. There's only low one out here. What, what, what do we have Otten at? Find Otten. 32. Right? So that's horrible. Someone looked and said 29 and a half. Got to bet it over because it's 32. That may be okay at minus 110 on a sports book, but not on prize picks. Doug Montgomery 
asks, I picked Zeke for under 65 and a half yards. So what happens? Do I win that part? No. If he doesn't play a snap, it's void. He needs to play a stat. In order for in order for your bet to be active, a prop bet to be active, your player has to play one offensive snap. Like he like he were there, depending on how it's written, is offensive snap. If he just happened to come in on special teams, that ain't an offensive snap. So if Zeke doesn't play, it just if you have if you have a five pick or whatever on it just it reverts to a four pick. And if it's in a two pick, you just your your thing is just refunded. Because based on based on their interpretation of the laws, they need to they always need to grade at least two props. So if one if you're playing two picks and one prop is, is DNP, like you just get doesn't matter if your other one wins or loses, you automatically just get refunded. So you don't have to worry about it. Olave, yeah, I do have Olave. Do I? Yeah, oh I, yeah, I got I got Olave's prop. I don't have that much this week on prize picks. I'm 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 doing what the blitz says, and I'm just going to dump more money into this Falcons passing game. Right? Eventually, I'll get it right. Right? Right? Because I got Mariota, I got I got Mariota, London, and Pitts. Maybe it'll work this time. I had it last week also. I had, well, I didn't have Pitts last week, but I had London last week also. His prop keeps on going down and down, and the blitz keeps on saying you better play him. One of these one of these days, Mariota's gonna actually throw 25 times. And then you're gonna end up with uh, 10 Drake London targets and hopefully seven receptions. One of these days, I don't know when that day's gonna be. But I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna have until the blitz tells me not to, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, but the blitz the blitz the blitz uh seems to be Higher on this week on the uh, the the Vikings and the Falcons. Well, they're on the, the Falcons. The props are so low; it's hard not to be. It's not like they're on. Like, oh my God, they're they're projected for seven million. No, they're just projected for like kind of normal, and the props are just really low. But uh, but but minus the Vikings, like Thielen, Jefferson, Cousins, that type of stuff. Same for the Cardinals. That's why, like the the blitz. I mean, I'm, the, the, it makes sense, though, right? If you know the blitz, it makes sense. Take a look at these games, and you go. The blitz is over on Miami, right? And it's over on Arizona and Minnesota, and it's pretty high on uh, Las Vegas and New Orleans. And then you take a look. It's like, what do these things have in common? They're all in domes. It's the dome games. It's the blitz in the dome games, right? Right? Detroit plays in a dome. Minnesota plays in a dome. And New Orleans plays in a dome. So there you go. Play the dome games. That's what I'm, I mean, look, that. I mean, that's kind of what I'm sticking to. Maybe some Seattle. Maybe some, some Philadelphia just like onslaughts, possibly. I think I think this will be a week where hurt where the hurt stacks go under owned again. Right? If we take a we take a look at uh, at Philadelphia. I mean, look at this ownership. It's I mean they they don't project that well though. They really don't. But AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, 
Like Hertz will be owned, but then uh, how, how about everyone else? They have a 27 total. They can roll over the Steelers. Can you even play anyone on the other side? Yeah, I guess you could play Fryermuth. Deontay Johnson is down to 5,600 now. Pickens, Claypool. I guess you could. You could throw someone in. But look at the ownership. The ownership really isn't there on this game. Is A.J. Brown really going to be 11% owned? I don't know. Everyone wants to play, you know, the Dolphins. CeeDee Lamb even, right? CeeDee Lamb is going to be popular again, probably at 7K. We'll see. We'll see. And I'll talk about all of this. Like Tomorrow's the on the pregame show. We're, we're covering MMA. But I cover uh, the game theory for, for the NFL slates. I do that for premium members. For the premium people, the premium game theory show. We record that uh, tomorrow afternoon. That's simply, simply released later in the day. Probably it comes out like tomorrow six-ish or something. That's me and Tuttle. We spend an hour going through strategically. Where can we find leverage? What types of game stacks? What's going under-owned, over-owned, that type of stuff? Line of construction, combinatorics, that type of stuff. We talk about it all. And you can get it if you're a premium member, right? You get all of this. You get lineup HQ. You get uh, you get all of our projections for NBA, for NFL, MLB. Once it's playoffs, right? You get uh, PGA, MMA, soccer, right? EPL and Champions League soccer. You get you get that also. Click on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month for core premium subscription to Roto Grinders. It's what I use. It is what I use. I'm not just pitching something like oh, like I'm literally showing you. I'm gonna look. Let's look at the numbers. Let's build some lineups. This, these are the tools that I use. JWH says, how do we petition RG to have a blender soccer show on Saturday, Sunday mornings? Well, you're not going to get me on Saturday mornings. I'm making my own lineups. I already I already do a soccer show for another site. If you follow me on Twitter, you'd know. I was doing I was doing soccer content before I was even here at RG. I'm a soccer person. So feel free to follow me on Twitter and you'll, you'll find out about the EPL show I do weekly. When there when there's enough of a slate. I mean, sometimes we have these two-game slates. We don't bother doing the show. But I do use the I do use the projections that we have. I do Alex and Sean have great uh, soccer projections. So I do use their projections. Which you could get here at Roto Grinders in lineup HQ. Just get all the sports, all the time. You're gonna be fine. JWA says, this is your chance to say petition by sending me the thummy thumbs. No, I'm just giving you the actual answer. So, yeah, so give me the thummy thumbs if you want. It's not going to do anything. I'm telling you it's not going to do anything. It's not going to get you a soccer show. The World Cup is coming up. Three weeks away, the World Cup. Hopefully we get decent We get decent con- contests. I'll be playing the World Cup stuff. Get ready to wake up real early, though. What is the World Cup schedule? Ah, do I even bother looking? Do we have a do we have a time World Cup twenty two schedule? Like what are the times? Okay, it's not it's not as bad as I thought. Depending on how they 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 arrange the the slate, because it's going to be basically you're playing a three game slate. 
and the times are three hours apart from each other. And you don't get the starting lineups until an hour before each game. So it's like an all-day thing. So, yeah, so match day. Obviously, you get the opener on the 20th, Qatar-Ecuador. And then you get a three-game slate, right? You get an 8 a.m. game, Eastern, 11 a.m., 2 p.m. England, Iran, Senegal, Netherlands, USA, Wales. Then every and look, Matt. No, not, then we get the early. Then we get the the early crap. Five a.m. Argentina, Saudi Arabia. Like I'm assuming they don't even put that on the slate. There's a showdown for that, and then they'll do eight, eleven, two. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do because we get another five. Okay, at least it's like four games. They probably cut off the first one. Who the hell's playing at five in the morning? Right, but the best, the best, the best part is going to be the match day three. Right, when when the la- the last group game, they all have to play at like the same time. So you get two at t- you get a four game slate. So you get two ten a.m. games, two two p.m. games. And then you get the then we start getting our knockout rounds, and then once you get down to like the semifinals and everything, that'll all be like showdown stuff. But the thing about the thing about the World Cup is that most the, the lineups are fairly predictable because I mean, there are, some of these teams are only going to be playing three games. Like they're going to be playing their best players. Like there's really there's not as much rotation as you think. It's not like Champions League. I mean, you're not like club teams that are playing 56 games with cup games and everything. Like these are the national teams, and they're here to win the World Cup. So. Expect them to start, you know, their best friend. Oh, does this guy just take a rest? Like, there's no rest. This is the World Cup, for crying out loud. They're going to be playing every five days. So, the best play and the best players want to play. So it's not, it's not, it's not like Kawhi Leonard. It's not like NBA DFS. I feel like sitting today, right? I got a thumbnail issue, right? But we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about soccer when we get closer to the World Cup. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do a whole whole little show, a little soccer DFS one hundred and one type of show. Just explain just the basics of what you should be doing when uh, when playing. The projections aren't everything because projections in soccer are not normally distributed. Okie doke. Give me those thummy thumbs on your way out the door. We also got the MMA Grounded Pound podcast coming out tomorrow right? Or later tonight. I'm recording that later with Liam and Mike. So get a little head start on the MMA slate. It's not a very good one. Trust me. It is. The, the, the show tomorrow may only be 20 minutes long. Who knows? Not very good. 11, 11 fights. And the, they haven't even added the, the first fight to the to DraftKings. I'm assuming it's going to be the most expensive fight, but we'll see. We'll see. There'll be a Grinders Live later today. It's only a four-game slate, so it's a, I think it's a little bit later start for Grinders Live, and then crunch time afterwards. Hit that notification bell. You'll always know when we're live here, and you'll always know when I'm here answering your DFS strategy questions like I like I try to do every Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com. 